happening everyone welcome to a brand new episode of total football club my name is alex perez you can follow me on twitter and on instagram at alex perez fc follow the show at total foot club on twitter instagram facebook subscribe on youtube subscribe to the podcast on apple Podcasts, on spotify leave a review a rating that will go a long long way we have a great show for you all this week we're going to talk of course about the premier league who is the favorite or who are the favorites to win this season and we're going to rank our top five finishers we'll see we will compare and contrast in may and see how right we were now in september but before we begin i have to bring in my guy chris suet number one chelsea fan in the world and if you're watching this on youtube you can tell why chris how are you my friend i'm doing great man another another week another win there's only one way to feel as a Chelsea fan these days but yeah everything's everything's great how are you Alex I'm all right man I'm all right I I feel like every time you're doing good I'm doing good too so (laughs) that's why I subconsciously root for Chelsea I just admitted this on air and I can't believe I'm doing this but with that being said Chris well first of all your social media because I said mine yours uh floor is yours before we begin go ahead you you can find me on twitter at chris s-o-l-o-d-o-l-o underscore that's three in a row now three in a row that's three in a row that is a hat trick my friend all right what did you watch this weekend what did you like what did you dislike talk to us about about what whatever was on your screen this weekend yeah i saw man united against west ham and that was a very entertaining match uh west ham really looked up for it and then man united came came through with with ronaldo tied it up it was a really uh back and forth contest and then lingard put the game on its head with a a beauty and it's crazy because lingard has the 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 emotional ties to west ham he played there on loan last year so Mm -hmm. you just knew when he came on like he's probably going to score or get an assist or something because that's just how this game goes. And then they had the the, the late drama. I know you were, you, were, you watching, were you watching the, the game? Yeah, I tweeted about it, but I'll, I'll let you finish finish yeah. what you're saying and I'll, Dude, I'll, I'll they, talk they about got it. The, West Ham got a penalty, it, uh, brought in their captain, Mark Noble, who usually puts them away. He's very, it's a very good penalty taker. Uh, didn't play a minute in the whole match, came in just for the penalty and missed it. David De Gea uh, uh, saved, saved the penalty. To be fair, De Gea really did well. He, he really w- was outstanding on the penalty kick, but there's no way you bring in Noble in that situation. I know he, he, he knowing Mark Noble and the, and the type of player he is, the type of personality he is, he definitely said that the moment they got the penalty, I'm going in and I don't care what you say. I'm going in right now, but dude, you got, you can't, you can't bring in a player completely cold to take the penalty with the last kick of the game. It's just, you just knew, I, I, I don't know why I, I, I know that Noble's a good penalty kicker. And as he was coming in, it was like, 
I wouldn't have done. I would. I wouldn't do it. And then you just saw. You just saw why. So it was a very entertaining match. Very, but very, very entertaining. And I think those type of results are what's going to catapult Man United into the title race, which we're going to talk about later. But yeah, uh, outstanding match. It was a very great way to start our day over here on this side of of the world. And now I will add a little bit to what what you were saying. Uh, Mark Noble is a great penalty taker. So is Marcus Rashford. They brought him in just for that in the Euro final. And look at what happened. Uh, Taking a penalty isn't just walking up to the spot and trying to bury it. There's a lot of technique. People say that it's luck. I don't think so. Maybe those people maybe have never taken a penalty because the, the yeah, you might need a little bit of luck, but it's a lot of skill and a lot of technique. And David Moyes, what was he expecting? Again, a great penalty taker Mark Noble is. We know that. Maybe wanted he wanted to give him some sort of of memorable moment in what is looking to be his last season as a professional. I get it. But my goodness, what did you expect? He's half retired. He wasn't even warming up. What what do you expect in a game of, of such high stakes? What do you expect? And then, of course, Jesse Lingard with that beautiful goal. Great redemption for him because that back pass against young boys in the Champions League midweek was just atrocious. The comments, incredible. Great assist by Lingardinho the best young talent in the world. People are freaking ruthless, man. But he redeemed himself, and that was a great, great goal. Cristiano Ronaldo scoring again? I mean, wow. He's just proving himself somehow, some way. He's proving himself right again. Um, is there anything else you want to add about this, or are we going to talk about Manchester United in the in the next segment? No, we could, yeah, we could, we, could, we could talk about them in the next segment because they're definitely going to be in the title run for me, so... I want to save that for that. But um, another match that was great was the the, the London Derby with Chelsea and, and Tottenham. Uh, mm-hmm. It's crazy because there's a there was a lot to love this past weekend. There was yeah. a lot of great games. So you saw Chelsea uh, really suffer uh, for those last for those opening twenty minutes. It was away. It was at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, uh, and they then they they battled back within the last like twenty minutes of the first half and. They were, it seemed like it was a back-and-forth match. Chelsea could have won the game had they continued like that. And Tuchel just did an absolute masterstroke, taking out Mason Mount, who most people would have a problem with that move. He wasn't playing up to his standards. He hasn't been the last two or three matches. He takes him out. He brings in N'Golo Kante. N'Golo Kante, the, the, the uh, uh, Balloon d'Or nominee, to just absolutely dominate this game. And he probably he could have won man of the match just playing the second half because it, it was a, a, a showing. He he really, uh, they had the numbers in midfield with Kovacic and Jorginho. And with that quality, they really took over the game. And it wasn't like Chelsea were living in their in the opposition box. I think I, I said this to you earlier before before we uh, before we, 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 we started. Uh, but they really... Tottenham didn't have a chance. Like Harry Kane had to drop into his own half just to touch the, touch the ball. And Chelsea really looked like no matter what you you do, no matter what you throw at them, they they have a solution. And that's scary, man. That's really scary for, for if I if I'm 
another team in the in the Premier League. Some might even say that's championship material. I don't know, Chris. I don't know. I know you don't want to speak it into existence, but this might be championship material. Yeah, and 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 Golo Kante's goal just really quick. Um, it was it was one of the weirdest, funniest goals I've seen because it took a deflection, it hit the post, and then it went in. It was like it, it took like two deflections before it actually hit the back of the net, or it actually crossed the line. Uh, but Chelsea, they're looking like a real contender, and we will definitely talk about them in the next segment. But uh, before we move on to the next segment, I this is a Premier League heavy episode, so bear bear with us. I should have probably mentioned this earlier. If you're not big on the Premier League, we'll see you next week. Um, what I watched this weekend happened on Saturday morning slash afternoon in this side of the world. Aston Villa versus Everton. You might be saying, why the hell are you watching Aston Villa versus Everton? Well, the first half was stale. It was kind of boring. There, there wasn't much going on. But from the 66th minute on, it was chaos. It was a football party. It started off with Matty Cash, a.k.a. Jack Grealish's younger brother. He scored a banger. He runs across the pitch. And he celebrates with his family. Are you kidding me? That's that's just as beautiful as it gets. That's what football is all about. What a goal, by the way, by by Matty Cash. Leon Bailey comes on. Well, he came on before the goal was scored. Leon Bailey, I buy him in every career mode that I've had ever since uh, ever since FIFA 17. I, I get him in every single career mode. He's in my Leicester City career mode for FIFA 21. He whips in a cross or, or a corner. Luca Dean deflects it in and, and own goal. And then in the span of like, what, five minutes, Aston Villa was up to nothing. The crowd was going wild. The commentators were talking about how they removed their headsets and they were saying, wow, this is really loud. And they put their headsets back on and they're like, thank God we have this or else I wouldn't even be able to hear myself think. And it just goes to show how much we missed the fans. That was beautiful. But then what I loved the most about this game was that beautiful ball by Danny Ings with the outside of his foot from behind midfield, from right behind the halfway line, puts in a beautiful ball to Leon Bailey, who just headers it ahead and with his speed just gets to the box, buries it home. Asmir Begovic. He could do absolutely nothing and went right through his hands. 3-0 in the span of nine minutes. Beautiful chaos at Villa Park. Aston Villa put on a show in those nine minutes. And then it it was a little bit unfortunately on Bailey. Picked up an injury. He will probably be out for a few weeks. That's kind of been the story of his career. But that was beautiful. Beautiful chaos. Nine chaotic minutes. I absolutely loved it. I love the fans. I love the goals. And... That's what the Premier League is all about. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned Leon Bailey. I keep I keep having to stop myself. He has some left peg, man. That left foot of his is ridiculous. Mm. <laughs> I, I think that's what, what whipped in that, that cross. But, yeah. man, he's he's a player. If he could ever uh, stay healthy and, and put it all together, he's he's got a future. He's still young. It feels like he's been playing forever. Right? He's. Yeah. I think he's 23. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. is he, he's 23. Uh, he broke out in uh, Leverkusen when he was, he was like 18, yeah, 19, Jamaican, something like Jamaican that. Jamaican sensation. 
Jamaican sensation. That's right. That, that's that's crazy. Isn't uh, just to get off topic really quick. Isn't Mikel Antonio playing for Jamaica? Yeah, I think he is. That's a good point. I forgot about that. That's crazy. Yeah, he switched he allegiances recent recently. Yeah, because he never gets called up for some reason. I don't know why. He's a he's a baller. Uh, I mean, I feel like there's just a lot of talent in England, and and they uh, they kind of overlook Mikel Antonio, but. Maybe they'll regret what? it. Who knows? What What did you uh, not like, Alex? Real what quick, did I? I know we're probably running out of time. What did I not like? Barcelona, toothless. <laughs> Yo, me too. Pathetic. <laughs> oh, uh, oh my god! That I watched, like in detail. I think I watched like the last fifteen minutes of the first half, and I'm like, this team is bad i remember when Oof. and i'm and i'm gonna hit you guys with this bar again if you watched vmfc a year ago you you know that i i said this as well barcelona before was a pleasure and a joy to watch right now they are a chore wow that team is bad and the kits are hideous everything <laughs> about this barcelona team is bad ronald Koeman, the rumblings he's out yeah they're, they're, they're finding his replacement apparently they have the money to sack him because they have to pay him if they sack him He's out. It looks like he's out. It looks like he's going to be out. And this draw against Granada isn't helping his case at all. Yeah, they really don't look. Man, what was it? 57 crosses into the box? Barcelona. I don't know, but that's not Barcelona. Barcelona. <laughs> they could have, they, for that, signed Olivier Giroud. But my God, that's just not how they play. Like, no. It's like, it's like. Ugh. Man, it's like Man United playing counterattacking or, or any of these great teams. Like, you just don't – oh, man. It's really – it's a sore sight. It's it's sad, but I hope to get through this period. Oh, uh, yeah, it's going to take a couple of years, honestly. That that, that rebuild is, uh, is definitely something that's going to take a long time because talent-wise, I think that this team is as poor as it's been in decades. This is a poor, poor team. And who knows? Maybe a new manager can spark a little bit of life into this team, but maybe even a new manager won't be enough. Maybe. Yeah, go on. No, it's just with, with a new manager, you just go back to square one. So it's exactly. Like whatever progress they look like they made on the Kuman, which wasn't much to be fair, but mm. they think, oh boy, it's, it's looking real rough and it doesn't look like there's going to be a, a light at the end of the tunnel anytime soon. No, no, absolutely not. As, especially when you when you don't have Lionel Messi to solve your problems anymore. You don't have Antoine Griezmann anymore. Um, you haven't had Luis Suarez. Uh, you let go of him. And there's just no real leaders in this team. There's a lot of youngsters. And and part of me is, isn't upset because I kind of expected this from Barcelona this season when they let go of Messi and, and, and Griezmann. As soon as they let go of Griezmann, I'm like, okay, this season is kind of a wash. Because if they would have kept Griezmann, I... And, and let's... Let me make an emphasis here really quick and say that I'm not talking about the financial situation. I'm talking more about like what actually happens on the pitch. I feel like there are people way more educated about the financial situation that might... Help us understand a little more. That that's a different story. But I feel like as soon as they let Griezmann go, I understand why why they did it. But when you talk about what actually happens on the pitch, that was kind of like them waving the white flag, the white flag 
on this season. So you let go of him and you don't have Messi. What do you expect? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a reality check, man. It's a reality. It's a reality check. <laughs> it's been point. a reality check, man. It's been a reality yeah. check since like 2017. Yeah. Them playing PK at striker for the last 10 minutes of the game was really something. I couldn't believe it. Like, yeah. what, how far how, how far the mighty have fallen, but I, I'm not going to kick them all down. I hope they, they get better. <laughs> uh, well, that, that makes two of us and millions around the world because this Barcelona is actually pretty bad to watch. Be- before it was like, okay, well, Messi, he might do something special now. Psst, there's There's no real appeal to watch barcelona all right we're gonna take a short break but when we return we're gonna talk about the premier league favorites who we think is gonna win the title and we are going to rank the the top five finishers in the premier league we're gonna go back and and, in in may we'll go back to to this we'll come back to this and see how we did but that will be after the break we'll be right back and we are back. Thank you so much for joining us. Chris Suet, Alex Perez here, Total Football Club. All right, sir. I know this is something that excites you because you told me through text message, Premier League favorites. Listen, man, I'm just going to get it out of the way. Based on how many games have we played? Four? Five? I think uh, it's been five. I, it's been five. Okay. The, the fifth match they just finished. Based on the last five games, who do you think is the favorite to win the Premier League. And I know we might be premature with this, but who do you think is the favorite to win the Premier League this season and why? So I think realistically, it's 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 hard to call a straight favorite. Uh, if I had to put my money on anybody, I'm going with my club right here because they look like they're up for anybody and everybody. They, they took Liverpool at Liverpool went down, they looked like a better side, went down a man on a controversial call, couldn't, couldn't be defeated, <laughs> couldn't be defeated with the cops, to, the cop to their back, which is probably mm-hmm. the hardest place to defend in Europe uh, at the moment. And they, they, they already played Arsenal at Arsenal, Tottenham at Tottenham, and they're going to play Man City. And you just have a good feeling because we, they, 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 we, Chelsea played Man City at the end of last year under Tuchel three times and beat Guardiola three straight times, including the, the Champions League final. So <laughs> I, I, I think that, I mean, you have a good feeling going into that match. And even if they say they, they that Man United, uh, Man City uh, pull out the win, which which isn't, you know, that it's, that it's possible. Man City are, are right up there and they're going to be my number two in this list. But um, they... Uh, it looks like Chelsea have more answers than Man City at the moment. And what I mean by that is Man City have a lot of depth. That's how they, that's how they looked as good as they did and run, ran away with the league last year. They have a really great team full of quality. But no matter who you plug in in Man City, they kind of look the same. Like they kind of play the same. So if you, you find a way to defend, which isn't easy, but if you find a way to defend against Man City, it doesn't matter who they plug in and plug out. They're not going to, they, 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 they most likely can get shut out, which is what happened in the Champions League final. Whereas with Chelsea, they have a lot of solutions. I mean, they have Lukaku, they have Timo Werner, Kai, Ziyech, Pulisic, Hudson-Odoi. Uh, they, could, they have the numbers in midfield. 
their fourth midfielder, Saul, who, I mean, yeah, he had a bad opening 45 minutes, but the guy's quality and everybody knows it. So, and then the defense is just ridiculous. With, with two goalies now who, who are humming, with Kepa, who just had a clean sheet at, at, at Tottenham uh, Hotspur Stadium and, and, and uh, had the, the, the penalty shootout that he, that he uh, won for Chelsea in the, in the Carabao Cup. So it's, it's really, or excuse me, in the Super Cup. Um, but it, it's really hard to sit here and see what Tuchel has done with Chelsea since he's been in January and pick anybody else at this point because they haven't given me any reason to, to believe that uh, they won't have the answers. And I think that's the difference. It's not in, yes, Chelsea have more favorable personnel, but I think what's really sending me over the top is the manager. I think he really is a clever one. I think he, he, he won't settle for mediocrity. He's, he won't, he's not afraid to make the change. He's not afraid to, to, uh, to make the controversial call. And he, so he, with the way he rotates, you'll always get a chance. Like Mason Mount just came out for Golo Kante last last match at the half. He hasn't had a good a good run out, like I said earlier. But you know that Tuchel's going to put him back out there in in a week or two weeks. So it, it's not like he's going to hang his head. It's not like he's going to he's going to bitch and moan. So all these players, they really look like they're buying in, and I think it'd be nuts. For me to call myself a fan and think otherwise at this point, because they they really look like they have uh, the championship pedigree that we've seen in the past from the Diego Costa Drogba uh, led teams. Yeah, and you mentioned something very important here, which is the manager, and he's not afraid to pull the trigger. And I remember in his in his early days with Chelsea, which was at the beginning of this calendar year, he. Uh, Remind me who the player was that that he that he brought on and then he subbed off like a few minutes after. Okay, there you go. He wasn't afraid to do those types of things, and and even even then, the players still buy into to the message that Thomas Tuchel is 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 spreading, and it looks like it's it's working. I mean, they're European champions. They're top of the Premier League table. There is a three-way tie at the top of the table with with Liverpool and Manchester United as we record this. Uh, is there going to be midweek feature, uh, fixtures? Uh, no, there won't be because I know in Spain there, there is going to be. Um, but I it's, it's Carabao Cup. Carabao it's Carabao. Cup. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, there's plenty of, of football there. But Chelsea, Liverpool, and Man United are tied at 13 points. Uh, at, at the top of the table and then Brighton and fourth awkwardly like what are they doing there uh, but that's a different story well, they probably won't be there in like March or April although they do look pretty strong but that that's that usually happens in, in the Premier League and I got off topic um, Thomas Tuchel is that difference maker in, in, in this in this race towards the the Premier League. And if you were to ask me the same question that I asked you to, to start the segment, uh, who do I think is the clear favorite to win or who is the favorite to win the Premier League, I would say Chelsea too. But I'm going to be contrarian. And I'm going to to offer you this, as the great Chael Sonnen says a lot. If you guys aren't MMA fans, sorry. But if you're an MMA fan, you'll get the reference. I feel like Liverpool this season is incredibly dangerous why do i say that because they look like the liverpool of old they look like the liverpool that won the european cup in 2019 and won the premier league last year they 
They're a team with a lot of intensity. They press. You said it best. Defending at Anfield against Liverpool has to be one of the hardest things to do in world football right now. It's very difficult. Granted, your team drew against Liverpool, and that still remains the only game that where either side dropped points this season, and I think that's that's very telling. They have matched each other's scores. Liverpool wins 3-0, Chelsea wins 3-0. Liverpool wins 2-0, Chelsea wins 2-0. They drew, obviously, 1-1 when they played against each other. So I feel like they're very evenly matched. Liverpool, again, high intensity, high pressing. They have a very healthy team, something that they didn't have last season. They have Virgil van Dijk. Doesn't look like he has missed a beat. He was out for, what, almost a year? He came back. He looks good. Well, more than good. One of the world's best center backs. Unreal. And then they have uh, Mohamed Salah just firing on all cylinders, scoring goals left and right. One of One of the greatest wide forwards in the history of the game. And to me, Mohamed Salah's story is so fascinating because... I'm going to bring it up, Chris. He was at Chelsea and he wasn't he he wasn't really taken into consideration. He goes to Italy, plays for Fiorentina, doesn't really make much noise. Goes to Roma, makes some noise there, and then Liverpool snatches him up and he becomes one of the best players the Premier League has ever seen. And and yes, I don't think it's premature to say that. He's one of the best that the Premier League has ever seen. So I do think that Chelsea is number 1, but I think that Number two, or maybe even if I want to get a little a little cute with the pick, my 1B is Liverpool because they are looking like the Liverpool of old. But to me, what, what worries me about Liverpool isn't the style of play, isn't the depth. To me, it's more can they can they stay healthy? Can this team stay healthy? Because yeah, like they can win the way that that they play in but maybe maybe the way and i'm about to contradict myself right now but maybe the way that they play in isn't it is it's detrimental to their health maybe that high pressing will will wear on those muscles and and you might not be able to to sustain that from august to to may so if they can sustain it oh my goodness that's incredible but surely they're gonna have to at some point it, it's natural they're gonna pick up an injury it's gonna happen so i feel like chelsea's won liverpool somewhere underneath yeah i think that's a a great pick and uh i want to say this before uh I, I i continue yes i think this is probably the 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 most competitive top four but it's not going to be competitive who the top four is going to be I think mm-hmm. the top four teams are going to break away from the rest of the Premier League, but then they're going to fight within themselves for that title. Like, there's not going to be, I don't think there's going to be a clear runaway favorite. I think if it's Chelsea, if it's Liverpool, if it's City, or if it's United, which are the four teams I'm going to choose here, mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be tight all the way through, and it's going to be really fun to watch. Uh, I can't wait. So, um, yeah, li- and and crazy, how about this? A team who finishes fourth in the Premier League this year can probably win the league in any other league. That's not crazy at all. 
this taking yeah Yeah. taking this season into context like yeah Yeah. of course but if you talk about any any other season if you match it up with like the great barcelona and real madrid sides like yeah that's that's the that's insane a fourth place is like they weren't good enough to to fight for the title and and chances are if you finish fourth like you were struggling to get to fourth it's very rare that you that you just break away but this season it's it's an outlier for sure yeah I was thinking about that earlier, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Because, like, for example, it, it was really tough to, to to figure out the four, like the order. But I was thinking, like, if it's Liverpool at four, if it's United at four, if it's City at four, or if it's Chelsea, dude, you match those up with in any other league, and they really either win it or Bayern Munich edges it out, or PSG edges it out. But they they you really have a case that whoever finishes fourth this year could probably win the league any other any other league, which is insane. So. Uh, sorry, I got a little off topic there, but uh, I think Liverpool's a great pick. I think they they're really strong. They, like you said, they're 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 back to to being healthy. Van Dijk looks great. Uh, Konate looks like he's gonna really fit in well next to him. And uh, uh, Trent Alexander Arnold looks mm-hmm. like he's coming back into form, which is mm-hmm. really big for them. The thing that scares me with Liverpool is is the depth. I don't think I think Chelsea. If if there's an injury to a Jorginho or a Mason Mount or a, a Kai, you have numbers that that it Liverpool, at Liverpool. If you have those injuries, you're really gonna be be worried about where where the quality is gonna come from because I think they ha- they have good bench pieces. I don't think they have world class players on their bench. It's it's other than their center backs, like their defenders are pretty good. But going forward, um, I don't I don't know if they have like Origi isn't. A Timo Werner <laughs> no. or, or Edison Cavani, you know what I mean. So I think that's where they scare me. But uh, they're definitely going to be up there. I'm not just because they they don't have the depth doesn't mean they can't win it. Or or I or just because they don't have the depth of these other teams doesn't mean they can't win it. Because we've seen some amazing amazing numbers come out of this this side before. So and they're they're getting older, but they're not they're nowhere near their their. <laughs> their uh how do i say like their 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 end the the end of their their run like they're still they're still there they're still in their peak they're still really world class so um i have my my second team i have it at man city and i I just think there's just so much quality you have a hundred million dollar player jack (laughs) Grealish, who doesn't necessarily start every game and that just goes to show the depth that they have, which is why they broke away in, in the years past, because I don't think Chelsea, Chelsea may have had it last year, but all these pieces were like gelling together. Uh, United got more pieces this summer, which and they, and they bought in quality. So players like Jaden Sancho and Cristiano Ronaldo bench really good players like Rashford and, and Marshall and Cavani. So that's where I think that uh, those teams have a Liverpool beat, but uh, I have Man City there because they had the best defense in the league last year. Uh, they have a, an outstanding head coach, uh, probably the best manager in the world, other than Tom Tuchel right now. Uh, they 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 really have everything you want in a team, other than arguably a world class striker. <laughs> but. Yeah. Uh, they, they don't necessarily need it most games. They, as you can see, they, they really put away teams. They, they look great in the Champions League against Leipzig. They won 6-3. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Diaz looks look great uh, uh, this week. Uh, I forgot who I forgot who they just played, but they they have really. They uh, played Southampton, uh, Manchester City. Was. Yeah, they played Southampton. But they got uh, they have Chelsea this upcoming week, and I think they have Liverpool next week. So these oh, two yeah. weeks, yeah, yeah, these two weeks are gonna be while Man- right now Manchester City are in fifth. If they get results from these next two games, they're gonna be right back up there. So uh, I think City are, are are the ones to get knocked off. I think they they finish in second. Okay. All right. Well, what. Let me just tell you the fixtures, the next uh, four fixtures for Manchester City, and then we could start our our ranking. So uh, on Tuesday, by the by the time that this episode comes out, Manchester City and Wycombe, Wycombe, I don't know how to pronounce it. They yeah. they play in the Carabao Cup, right? And then Saturday, the twenty fifth, City goes to Stamford Bridge. They play Chelsea. Then Tuesday, the twenty eighth, they play against PSG in Champions League. Wow. And then Sunday, October third, they go into Anfield to play Liverpool. Wow, well, that that's that yeah. is rough. Yeah, that's a rough set of games. That is rough. And honestly, excluding excluding the Carabao Cup game, I feel like the easiest game that Manchester City has in this set of fixtures is PSG. Yeah, and and it's not even close. It's a lot okay. easier than playing Chelsea, and it's a lot easier than playing Liverpool. And they're all away games. Holy shit, who made this schedule? They definitely wow. hate Pep Guardiola. They're they're all away games. <laughs> so it's at London, and then in Paris, and then in Liverpool. Sheesh. Crazy, crazy, crazy. All right. Um, let's start off with the, with the top five. With the top five uh, finishes. Who do you have finishing at number five? Or... or Let's just list them off and then explain your, your reasoning yeah, from so five I'll, to one. So, so from number five, I have West Ham United. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think they're, should, should I explain right now or should I explain at the end? What do you think? Uh, explain it right now. That's fine. I got West Ham United and I got West Ham United because I really like uh, how they, how they uh, complemented what, what, what they had already this summer. They bought Kurt Zuma, who's a really classy defender. Who mm-hmm. they bought him from my club. Uh, he he plays for France. He he's a really great defender and knows the Premier League. Uh, played great against Manchester United this upcoming this last weekend, but they they were unlucky with that Mark Noble penalty kick. <laughs> and I think they really have uh, experienced Premier League players that that represent quality in Declan Rice, Mikel Antonio. Uh, Saeed Barrama is now. This is his second year there, and he looked. He's already scored against Manchester United this past weekend. Uh, so I, I and then Susek looks great. Susek looks like a, a world class midfielder. So they really have uh, what you want uh, I, I, everywhere in, in 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 the in the team. So I'm going West Ham United to to finish fifth and build on their uh, their their past season. Uh, the 2021 season. At number four, I got Liverpool, <laughs> and it's wow. strictly yeah. I have Liverpool, but it's gonna be tight. It's gonna be tight. It's not like they're they're finishing like really like like 20 points away from the leader. I have them like really finishing like within single digits. Like it's really gonna be a tight top four. Mm-hmm. But I mm-hmm. got Liverpool just uh just at four 
because of the the death issues that I highlighted earlier. Um, mm-hmm. I really like their team. I think that they could surprise me and probably like it wouldn't surprise me if they finished that one. I told you earlier, it, it, any one of these four teams could probably win the Premier League. So uh, this is probably their floor at four. But uh, I really like the depth of these other, other, other three teams in front of them. Uh, I have Manchester United at three. And the reason why I don't have Manchester United at two and seriously challenging or, uh, Chelsea or Manchester, Ch- Manchester City uh, is because of the manager. I think Ole Gunnar is is out of his depth. Uh, that doesn't mean he's, a, he's necessarily a, a, a terrible manager. I think he can do do well at other places, but Manchester United are a really, really big job. Um, it's tough. You got to win trophies. I highlighted this in the last show. I think they really got a pass the last few years. They finished in second last year. They, they bought really world-class players in Ronaldo, Sancho, and Varane to complement the players that they had there. He's been there for two years now. He sh- they should have an identity. They have Harry Maguire. They have the, the most expensive defender. They have two world-class goalkeepers, uh, a, a young young uh, wing, English wingbacks who are fast and, and, and play great in Wambasaka and Luke Shaw. So I really don't know what else they're missing personnel-wise. But I think that Guardiola and Tuchel are really a step above, or several notches above what what Ali provides at United. And um, we talked about how Tuchel can make a, a, a killer substitution at, at 45 minutes. I don't think Ali would do any changes in, 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 in a whole game that could really change the game. Um, I know he just brought in Jesse. <laughs> Jesse to, to Jesse Lingard to win the, the, this past uh, mm-hmm. Premier League match, but I'd be really surprised if uh, if he's the one if he if he can lead them to a serious uh, Premier League challenge. If they bring in a Conte or a Zidane midway and they get hot, maybe things can change. But right now, I have them at three. Uh, I have Manchester City at two for the reasons I highlighted earlier, and I got my boys in blue winning it all. <laughs> Okay. Well, you hopped onto the bandwagon that I was that I was inviting you on the Chelsea bandwagon. I can't believe I I was inviting you. You didn't want to crown Chelsea as a favorite to win the Premier League, but it's all good. You live and you learn. I had them as a favorite, just not the favorite. Oh, okay. But after what we've seen, (laughs) I mean, I'd be crazy, be crazy to think otherwise. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Well, you snapped out of it, and 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 you you came into reason. Good. Um, yeah, yeah. This Chelsea team is looking incredible. Um, anything else you want to add about your your top five? I think that's a very very reasonable top five that you have. I mean, Leicester City can always make the the, the run that they do. <laughs> Great they're transition. Always, uh, <laughs> yeah, they're always like first or second or third for most of the year, and then drop off to five. So it wouldn't surprise mm-hmm. me if they finish fifth. But I like West Ham United more. Just simply put, I like their team more than than what Leicester City has right now. Even though they have another team full of quality, really like. The England really has like 10 really top-notch uh, teams this year. It's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. That's 
again, that's the Premier League. It's it's a lot of quality. Um, all right, my top five. At five, I have Leicester City. They can't crap. A, they can't crack the top four to save their lives. <laughs> but they're gonna finish fifth. This season has started off a little a little shaky. Sure, they beat Wolves to start it off. Jamie Vardy just doesn't stop scoring. So that that's something that I think will will continue. If Pat Sandaka coming in, uh, if if they ever need some sort of 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 a different look in the middle of a game, they still have James Madison. They still have Harvey Barnes. They still have a lot of quality. And of course, in goal, you have Casper Schmeichel. Casper Schmeichel, he is a good solution whenever things aren't going well. But a Brendan Rodgers team, I don't think will finish top four, especially in 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 this. I I do think that they are better than the than the rest of the league, and and it's almost not even close. I, I feel like West Ham competes with them, but other than that, talent wise, Leicester City has a really, really, really good good squad. Um, but it's just that inconsistency. It's it, it's that inconsistency, and and there's a lot of consistency in these top four. And I don't think Leicester City is good enough to crack into that top four this season. At number four, I have Manchester United. Um, I have Manchester United at, at number four for similar reasons that that you have had them at. You had them at three, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I, well, I have them at, at, at four. And I just feel like they're a manager away. Um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer doesn't really inspire much confidence. I don't. I I think that he is. Uh, he don't get me wrong. He looks like a really good person, but he doesn't look like a guy that. I would want to kill or be killed for, you know? And I know that sounds super drastic, super dramatic, but we're talking about football here. It's a lot of exaggerations when we talk about the game. Um, there's a lot of great players, just like you mentioned, Cristiano Ronaldo, Jaden Sancho. Uh, you have Rafael Varane, David De Gea. Uh, but there's also, like, a lot of players, and this is going to sound stupid, but there's a lot of players that I can't see winning a Premier League. Martial, Marcus Rashford, Jesse Lingard, uh, Aaron Wan-Bissaka, uh, Fred. <laughs> I, I, I can't. Uh, Scott McTominay. Those aren't guys that, that I look at and think, wow, quality players. Marcus Rashford, yeah, I think he, he can kind of get away with it. Uh, Jesse Lingard, a little bit, but Scott McTominay, Fred. Imagine you playing a double pivot, <laughs> Scott McTominay and Fred. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's no disrespect to them, but the I mean, I feel like out of the top four that the, that we have, it's it's not light years, but they are very very distanced in a bad way from from the rest of of that top four. At number three, I have Manchester City. Uh, they're still a good team. Don't get me wrong. They are still a very good team. We talked about the depth. We talked about the manager, Pep Guardiola, the contrast between Ole and Pep. Two two worlds, two completely different worlds. And, night and, and day. Night and day. Exactly. There you go. Night and day. I just don't think that they're good enough to retain the title. When you don't have a natural goal scorer, it's it's hard. It's really difficult because who are you going to depend on to, to, to score the goals? You can create as many opportunities as you like because Manchester City creates opportunities 
like like no one's business. But who is going to finish them? That's the real question. When you don't have someone that can actually finish, it's difficult. It gets really difficult. And yes, I am saying this even, even with, with Jack Grealish. I don't think that this team is going to retain the title. I think that that just based on, on, on the moments, even right now, the moments that, that the other two teams are living, I think that Manchester City is a step below the other two teams. At number two, I have Liverpool. I mentioned it already. I, th- I think that they're looking like their old selves. And that's something very good for the Premier League because we got to love the feistiness, if that's even a word, of Merseyside. That's always nice to see. It's always nice to see in, in, in the big games against Chelsea, against Arsenal, against uh, Tottenham, United City. It's always nice to see that, 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 that feisty or fight. I don't know. You know what I mean. People from, from Merseyside, people from Liverpool, we know how they are. And then at number true, one... True grit. <laughs> exactly. Sadio Mane is the best player in the world. Um, <laughs> and then at number one, I have Chelsea. They have Lukaku. They have continuity. They're a well-oiled machine. They address their needs appropriately. They needed a, a, a goal scorer. Timo Werner wasn't cutting it. They bring in Lukaku immediately. No questions asked. How much is he? Here you go. Bring him on. Um, and that that is how you build a championship team. You address your needs and you address them well. That is what you do. They're the best team in the land right now. I think there's no discussion. They're, they're the best team. They're the most consistent. They have the most answers when things don't go well. Chelsea, in my opinion, I said this a few months, uh, a few weeks ago, about a month ago, I said that they were the favorite to win the Premier League. I stand by it. They are the favorite to win the Premier League, even if, if you know, God forbid, something, some injuries happen or whatever. I think they have the depth to to continue with this run, and I think Chelsea will win the Premier League this season. From from your your uh, your words to God's ears, man. I'll take it. <laughs> well, there you go. All right. Is there anything else you want to add before we move on? No, I think we covered it all there. I think we definitely cover it all. Perfect. With with your Hazard jersey. Just imagine if Hazard was still playing for Chelsea. Well, you guys probably wouldn't have Lukaku or Werner or any of those guys. Who uh, knows? That would, it's, a, it's a Nexus event. Oh, yeah. Alex, you don't watch. That's a Loki reference. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. When, when you said Nexus, immediately I thought WWE, CM Punk. Uh, and like that that's what i thought like wwe like 12 years ago that's where my mind went i'm like nexus uh yeah cm punk shaved head yep yeah yeah, yeah. but that wasn't it a nexus event is what causes uh another dimension in in uh the marvel cinematic universe Uh, okay yeah well Hazard, along with Werner and, uh, and Ziyech and Pulisic and, and, and Havertz and Lukaku and all those guys, that, that is a whole different universe. That's, the, that's definitely what it sounds like. Um, all right. Well, we're going to take another short break. When we return, we will talk about something lighthearted. We'll, we'll have some fun. We're going to talk about the best football gifts that we have ever received. This one's going to be fun. It's, it, I, I feel like it's going to be a lot of fun. But it'll be when we return. All right, and we are back. This is Total Football Club. Alex Perez speaking to you all. Chris Sued on the other side of my screen, at least. Um, and Chris, this is something that 
I don't know. I just came up with. I wanted to talk about it. What is the best football gift you have ever received? And and I, I think it should be fair. I think it is fair to, of course, mention who gave you that gift. The floor is yours. Oh, that's a, that's a cute one. So I got this this lovely jersey hanging behind me right now. If you're on YouTube, you can see it. It's uh, a Eden Hazard jersey from 2018 when he really cemented his legacy as an icon of Chelsea. I got it for my birthday. I got it from uh, my lovely lady. If you're watching this, <laughs> shout out to, to you. And um, yeah, it, it, it's a... Uh, it was his uh, farewell tour for Chelsea. You kind of knew that he was leaving. And when I got the jersey, what I felt was like, this is going to, I'm going to wear this in 10 years, 20 years, and people are going to be like, oh crap, that's, that's a sick jersey because Eden Hazard was the man for Chelsea. Because I knew he was going to, even if he left and left around Madrid, which he eventually did, there was no way he was going to replicate what he did at eight years at, at Chelsea. So, it was a very uh, special jersey. It was the first one I had red since the Drogba one, which is the one my first jersey ever. So it was like, oh, I get to have all the essentially all the jerseys that have the, that that red highlight. And uh, yeah, it's a it's a really really uh, nice piece. One of my favorites. Um, it, it, it's 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 when Chelsea switched to Nike. So there's like a bunch of little accents. Like I don't even know if you can see it, but there's like the Chelsea logo right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got the lion. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful piece. <laughs> yeah, that that I would say that is the best uh, Chelsea home kit that Nike has produced. Yeah, it, that's a good good argument for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's it's nice. It's simple. It's clean. It it does have those those little minor details, but that's that. It sounds like it's a very thoughtful gift from from your lady. So shout out to her, a real <laughs> one, the realist. <laughs> there you go well that's that's awesome man that is really cool i'm uh i'm glad that our our ladies know that we are obsessed with the game and they and, and they buy us bless stuff it. related yeah, bless it like that oh yeah that that listen if you don't have it we're speaking to to the audience if, if you don't have that i sincerely hope that one day you get to experience that because it it's really cool when when people feed that passion and, and and when they they give you a thoughtful gift like that um the best gift that i have received that has that is related to, to football is, is the first one that i remember i think i was like three years old and uh, my uncle he gave me a mini net and he gave me a soccer ball and ever since then i've been obsessed so it's been what 20 years <laughs> 20 years 21 years or so and um, I remember I had that net ever since, uh, sorry, up until I was like 10, 11, something like that. And I would play inside because, you know, I'm I'm from Chicago and the winter is brutal. Uh, Chris, you might know a thing or two because you're from New York, so you can't oh, really yeah. do much. But I would play inside and it was the most fun I would have. At the time, I was an only child, so I would kick the ball to the wall. And, of course, my mom didn't really appreciate that she didn't like that but i didn't have a brother he he came into my life like a few years after and and uh that i i just feel like that the the mini net and the ball was symbolic for what was to come in my life and i appreciate it till this day it's uh i think that it really really got me started with uh, with the passion for the game and man those are just things that you never forget and i wish i would have kept that 
forever but we moved houses a few times ever since then so it kind of got lost in the move but i appreciate it i love it i wish i could get it back and just like put whenever i have my house put it in my man cave and be like yep this is what started everything sick very sick yeah you gotta find you gotta try to find it somehow yeah i i I never had uh uncles or or that 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 like fed into the the soccer it it always came or the football excuse me everybody but it always same thing same (laughs) thing get (laughs) over it people if you if you're overseas they just definitely took offense to that but um, we love you we love you anyway (laughs) But yeah, they always fed to the baseball, so the, the uh, soccer always came after. I like my first gift, uh, my first soccer gift was to myself. I legit okay. for my birthday went to, to Junction Boulevard, which is a street over here in New York, mm-hmm. and bought myself a Didier Drogba jersey, which I still wow. have to this day. Yeah, that was over a decade ago. Okay. Everybody still tells me every time I wear it, they're like, oh, that's a snazzy one. It's, yeah. It's, it's like the one with the red collar. Okay. Uh, what yeah. was it like? Uh, 2011, 2010, 2011, 2009, 2009. Okay. Wow. Yeah. It was wow. like the one with Michael, like Michael Ballack. I think he wore it for like the FIFA cover or, or lamp or one of the two, but yeah, it was, a, it was an old one, but I like, for example, like that gift, I can't really say that's my best gift because I got it for myself. So, yeah. so like the only thing that like the only person that really like, Fed into the passion was uh, my, my, my lady. If you're hearing this, baby, I love you. <laughs> That's awesome. That is so cool. All right. Um, well, that'll do it from us. It was a very Premier League heavy show. And again, if you don't enjoy the Premier League and you're still listening, shout out to you. Thank you so much. Uh, Chris, any final thoughts before we wrap up for the week? Uh, guys, Manchester City and Chelsea play this weekend. Please do not miss this because it's going to be a show. We'll see if uh, Guardiola finally gets his his first win over uh, Tuchel's Chelsea, or if Chelsea are going to lay the market down. If Ch- I think if Chelsea win this match, what else? What? Else? <laughs> Holy smokes! I mean, what else can you say? You can't say much. the The only thing that I don't like about this game, and this is for people in the states, it's at six thirty Central Time. I am not going to get up at 6.30. I'll oh, record I'm, it and I'll watch it in the afternoon. I'm definitely getting up that early. Yeah, you 100%. also live in the East Coast, dude. You get an extra hour. 6.30. 6.30 with my daughter. Make some pancakes. Ready. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Well, I might have to fly out there and, and have some pancakes and watch the game with you because that sounds like a lot of fun. All right, Chris. Thank you so much. Uh, and enjoy the games uh, during the weekend, of course. Uh, I'll you know, I'll talk to you before the Chelsea and Manchester City game. You know how it goes. Um, and uh, yeah, that's it from us. Thank you so much. Again, if you're not a big Premier League fan, sorry. We'll try to talk about something different next week. But chances are we will talk about the Premier League still because that is what we enjoy. That is what we like. Thank you all so much. My name is Alex Perez. Chris Sued. Thank you again, sir. Thank you all for listening. Take care. And goodbye.